loud. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here at the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. My name is David Vignola, your humble host, and this is episode number 44. This is part one of a two part episode, and the title is The Frequently Asked Questions That I Get about a career in the music industry. So we're gonna talk about that. I get a bunch of questions all the time about how to start a, a career in the music industry, how to make money in the music business and all kinds of things related to that. So that's what we're gonna talk about. Again, this is part one and then we will hit up part two next week. So please like, share, subscribe, give me a five-star review if this podcast is helping you in any way and stick around till the end of the episode. I'm gonna give you a couple of free gifts right here on the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode here at the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. This is episode number 44. This is going to be part one of a part two. It's going to be a two-parter. We're going to, um, I'm going to answer some of the questions, the frequently asked questions that I get about a career in the music industry. This is popular. Um, as time goes on, I get more and more of these kinds of questions, and I'm always happy to help people in any way I can. I know it could be a scary thing when you're trying to get into the music industry. And I want to see if I can help. So let's start with the first question that I typically get um, around this particular topic. So one of the one of the more popular ones, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but it goes something like this. Hi, Dave. I want to do music full time in my home studio. How do I know if I'm ready to go full time working in my home studio? And again, this that's a it's a really open ended question. Um, a lot of people, especially with the whole COVID thing that happened in 2020, depending on when you're listening to this in the future, 2020 saw a lot of people out of work. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people were on lockdown at home for well over, just over a year, pretty much, even a year and a half, you know. And a lot of people were out of work. And I can't, I had a lot of students email me saying they're out of work. They lost their job or their job was on shutdown indefinitely. And they've been toying around for years in their studio and they really always wanted to go into the studio business. And this was like a perfect opportunity because they found themselves without an income. And they wanted to know, you know, how do I go about it? How do I start? And so, you know, and then part of this question is, well, how do you know if you're ready? Well, how do you know if you're ready? I don't think you'll ever really know if you're 100% ready. Believe you me, when I first started and I, you know, again, I worked a corporate job for many, many years. I, I mean, I, from the time I was out of college, I worked in corporate America in the, in the manufacturing world, in the medical industry, primarily running manufacturing operations. And I was in middle management making a good salary. Um, and I hated my job after many years of doing that. Had a lot of people working for me, a lot of burnout. And I wanted to start making money in the music business. You know, I was always a musician and playing in bands and I wanted to move over to the engineering side. And this decision to go to leave a corporate job that made really good money to go full time in my studio was a scary thing, man. And how did I know I was ready? Boy, I didn't really know, <laughs> you know, um, I took the plunge and I don't usually suggest that you do that. Um, that you, you know, there's a lot of factors that you have to keep in mind, you know, number one. When you first go full-time or try to make money in your studio, I always suggest that you kind of do it part-time if you can and build up to it so you're not starting from ground zero. Because if you're starting from ground zero and you're relying on your studio 
to make money to support you and your family right out of the gate is a scary thing and probably an unlikely thing unless you've been working building up clientele and marketing and advertising for a period of time prior to going full time. That's why I always say start a part time. But if you find that now you're out of work and you're trying to start from scratch and you're scrambling, man, that's a real, um, that's a real scary thing. And, and the odds are not in your favor. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you and tell you, oh yeah, go right ahead. You know, it's not. So how do you know if you're ready? Well, first off, have you been working in your studio? I know you've been working in a studio, but in your studio, but have you been working with paid clientele up to the point now that you feel like you want to go full-time? If the answer to that question is no, you may want to start that part-time first. And I think I have an episode in the podcast here early on in the first five or six episodes where we talk about the music biz and the things that you need as a studio owner or as a home studio business or, you know, working, you know, you know, how do you kind of get set up and the things that you got and you need. So you want to go refer to that episode. But I would start doing it, building it up part time slowly and um, just getting your feet weight, getting your name out there, marketing, those kinds of things. So when you decide to go full time, if you're so busy that you're turning away work because you simply don't have the time and you've gotten your, you're making a reasonable rate and you're charging well and you're making good money on the side and you've been doing that for at least a year and you're, you're continuing to grow, then I would say then that's one indicator to know that you're ready if it's something you really want to do. Um, if you find yourself, you know, between a rock and a hard place and you don't have a choice, well then jump in with two feet and start working really hard. <laughs> you know, I know it's kind of a... A strange answer, but there's really no, there's really no good time to know when you're ready. Again, and it all depends on the individual. How old are you? What kind of family situation are you in? What income level are you expecting to make? All those things are, are, are key, key factors. And for everyone, that's going to be a little different, right? So you, unless you know the answer to those questions, um, it's hard to, to tell you when to know if you're ready. But I think you need to sit down. You need to have a plan. You need to really think long and hard and understand also that for most people, me included, when you first start out trying to make money with your home studio, whether it's as an engineer mixing, whether it's recording bands, whether it's writing music for TV and film, whether it's education and teaching, whatever it is, or a combination of all those things, it's not something typically that you're out of the gate and in the first 30 days you're making thousands of dollars. That's just not a reality. Now, you might get lucky. You may have some relationships with people inside of the music industry that can help get you work. That's always a good thing. But I'm assuming that most people that ask me that question or something in that, you know, paraphrased that way, um, really don't have that or they wouldn't be asking me in that way. You know what I mean? Um, so if you really have no connections, you don't know anybody, you have some skills, but you really haven't done much in way of working with your clients in your local area or online, and you haven't really gotten the ball rolling from, you know, getting paid for your work, then expect that it's going to take, even with a lot of hard work full time, it's going to take a minimum of a year to start making any kind of money. And honestly, before it took, let me just say this. I was working and building up my studio business on the side for several years while I was working a full-time job. I've talked about this a little bit before, both in podcasts and also on live streams on the YouTube channel. Um, and it took me about four to five years of working nights and weekends, taking on extra gigs to build it up to where I could actually replace a full-time income. 
I would say five years. And then in that fifth year, when I started to go full time, um, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was doing okay. But I have a family situation with a wife that has, it makes a good living as well. So income wasn't, you know, it wasn't a dire need. I wasn't starting from ground zero, but from the time that I went full time after the fifth year. So on year five, I went full time or year six from the time that I was able to, from the time that I started full time to the time that I was, it was making a good enough living to say this was as much money, if not more money than I was making in my corporate gig, it was another four years. So the total time from the time that I started knowing no one, having no connection, still learning and still a really a green beginner to the time where I was making a full-time living, um, making good money to where going back to work, quote unquote, at a real job, quote unquote, um, wasn't, wasn't in the cards anymore. It was almost 10 years. Now, I don't want to scare anybody off and say, oh my goodness, you know, I'm 60 years old, 10 years, you know, am I going to still be alive in 10 years? <laughs> you know, I, it, it may not take you 10 years, but I, I just want to share that with you. And, and I'm a really disciplined, I consider myself an extremely disciplined, focused and hardworking individual. I may not be the best at what I do, but I work harder than most. And I'm, you know, and even as I'm doing this full time, this is a seven day a week operation. Now, this is not a 12 hour a day, seven day a week operation, but it is a seven day oper You know, I'm working all the time, I'm not complaining. I'm just letting you know. So, and a lot of people that I meet that try to start their own businesses, whether they're doing it in this industry or any other, working for yourself and, and working as an entrepreneur is a very, um, difficult thing unless you are very focused, very driven, and very disciplined. So if you're not all three of those things and aren't, you know, really good at all three of those things, discipline, focus, and drive, then it could take you even longer. Or if you're not disciplined, focused, and driven, you will probably fail anyway. And that's just reality. And it's not just the music business, it's any business. So that is really the reality around it. So, you know, think about those, think about everything I just said, and then you can ask yourself, are you ready? Um, if you're trying to do this because you're in, des you're in desperation because you lost your job due to something like the, a, a worldwide pandemic, that's the worst time to, I mean, they'll say that's the best time to start a business, but that's really the worst time in my mind because you're starting it because you're in panic. You're starting it because you need an income right away. And this kind of business is not something you make money in right away, unless you get lucky. And that's just reality. It doesn't mean you won't make anything, but are you going to go from working a job that you lost? And again, it all depends on what you're making to where you're going to start making money on day one, day two, day three in the first six months. Probably not. Unless, like I said, unless you've been building it up on the side and you already have the ball rolling down the hill and now you're just going to put all your effort into it, then you have a much more uh, bigger or greater chance of success, right? You know, and again, you may have a spouse or family where, you know, money's not really an issue. You don't need to make money right away, or you don't need to make a lot of money. So you need to weigh all those options. And I would say proceed with caution, but at the same time, I don't want to scare you off and say you shouldn't take a risk in life. And I don't want to scare you off and say that you shouldn't follow your dreams. You should, you really, really should, but have a plan and have a, have a, you know, a well thought out plan of how you're going to do it and just don't jump in because, oh my, you know, out of desperation, you know, whether because you lost your job, or you just hate your job. So you're just going to say, screw it. I'm quitting and going to do music full time. Good luck. Good luck. It's a tough, tough road, but it can be done. 
I'm, I'm proof that it can be done. Um, but it was a lot of hard work. I had a lot of support around me and I was able to persevere. Um, but even to this day, as I stand here recording this podcast for you guys, I'm still working seven days a week and still trying to grow my brand. And I'm, I'm a driven, focused person. And I'm at the point now that I make enough money, you know, that I don't need to do that. I don't need to be as driven or as focused. I don't need to work this hard. I can just, you know, settle in and just say, okay, I'm not making it. I'm not rich, but I mean, you know, but I'm doing okay. I'm making a living, making a living like an average person doing something I love. Do I need to work hard? Well, I continue to push myself to work hard because that's the kind of person that I am. And I want to continue to do it. Not for the, not because I just want to make more money or that's part of it, but because I want to, you know, I want to grow my brand. That's just how, how I am. So I hope that makes sense um, in answering that question. Again, you could always, you know, if someone hears this and they want me to elaborate a little bit more and they have a question about their specific situation, you can always email me through the website at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. But that's how you know if you're ready. <laughs> okay, let's move on to question number two. Question number two is a question that comes up every once in a while. Um, should I move to a music city like Los Angeles or Nashville if I want to be successful in the music business? Now, what I usually will say, the very first thing that I will ask, because I'm always going to ask a question with a question or answer a question with a question is, well, what do you want to do in the music industry? Okay. Today with the advent of the internet and online stuff, you know, you don't necessarily have to live in a major music city like Nashville or Los Angeles. So for example, let's say you're a mixing engineer, right? And you want to mix clients projects. Well, you can be anywhere for that you know, with the internet and file sharing and all that stuff, you don't need to be in a major music city. However, let's say you're uh, tracking, you want to record artists and record bands. Well, and that's the bulk of what you want to do and then maybe mix their stuff. You want to be a tracking studio. Well, now that, depending on where you live and what the what the music scene is like um, in the, you know, That'll make, that'll make a, a difference, right? So if you live in a very rural area where there's not a lot of artists to track and you want to be a tracking engineer, well, then that would make more sense to move to a place like Nashville or Los Angeles because you don't have the clientele there to do what the kind of work that you want to do. Make sense? Um, the benefits of moving to somewhere like Los Angeles or Nashville, Tennessee, is that if, you know, again, connections... You know, I guess if you, if you, let me say this, I guess if you, if money wasn't an object and picking up you and your family and moving is no big deal, then it couldn't hurt you to live in a major music city, regardless of what you want to do in the music industry, right? Because if you're there physically, boots on the ground, you can be there shaking hands, taking meetings, meeting people in person, and regardless of what you want to do in the music industry, that's going to be helpful. But if that, but that's a, you know, that's a major thing, a major, a major life change. And you may or may not be prepared to do something like that so easily. So there are many parts of the music industry that you can be in where you don't need to be in a major music city. I don't live in a major music city and I make a living in the music industry, but I do education. You know, obviously you guys are listening to my podcast, homerecordingmadeeasy.com. I'm teaching, working in the music industry. I don't need to live in a major music city. And the secondary thing that I do a lot mostly is mixing. So as I said earlier, I don't need to be in a major music city. Um, but if I was going to branch out to where being phys in the physical space with artists and those kinds of things, then yes, and it would make sense to move. So you really have to think about, well, what do you want to do in the music industry or what groups of things do you want to do? And 
depending on that would depend on whether or not you move or not, but it could not hurt you to be in a major music city like Los Angeles or Nashville if you could swing that. It would always, that would always be better, but you don't need to. Okay, so I hope that answers that question. Question number three um, that I get from time to time, and I've been asked this one this week, that's why I thought it'd be good for this podcast episode is, does it make sense for me to lease a commercial space or can I get by and be successful in a home studio? Okay. So this person asked, and I've had this question before, but the one that emailed me in this week said, you know, they're running a home studio and they're doing well and they're thinking about branching out into a commercial space. Does it make sense to go to a commercial space or can you just be successful enough in a home studio? Well, again, it really depends. It depends on your home studio. You know, home studio is a loose term, right? Home studio can mean your bedroom or your secondary bedroom in your house in a 10 by 10 room. And if you want to work with artists in your studio and record people physically in the studio, that isn't always the best thing to do. And you are going to be limited to what you can do there. You would be, you would have much more chance for growth and, and further success by having a bigger space. And that could mean a commercial facility. Um, However, if you have a home studio where like, let's say you have the whole bottom level of your house, say it was an unfinished basement and you finished it or something, something like I've done, where I have a nine, I wouldn't say about 800 square feet down here that I've used where I've tracked bands. I've done all kinds of stuff down here. It's a multi-purpose room studio. I don't need a commercial space. Um, and so it really depends on the size of your room. And again, what do you want to do in your home studio? You can be successful in a home studio. Now, about 10 years ago or so, you know, if you if you were talking about running a home studio, I mean, in your house, that would kind of have a negative back then, a negative kind of a, you know, stigma to it, meaning that, you know, you weren't taken seriously if you were in a home studio and a lot of artists wouldn't come and pay a lot of money to record in a quote unquote home studio. These days, that's not the case as much. These days, a lot of major studios, as a lot of you people know listening to this, have closed down. A lot of famous producers and engineers and stuff work out of their home and build custom studios in their house. And going to a home studio is a lot more commonplace today than it was 10 years ago. So I wouldn't worry so much about the home studio kind of, you know, tag, if you will. But again, it depends on your home studio. Now, again, going to a commercial space could be a great thing, but also just keep in mind, can we talk a little bit about business and, you know, when am I ready and understanding your situation in the first uh, question, there's a lot of overhead that comes with the studio or any commercial space, right? Utilities and all the stuff that comes along with that, which means you have to have a lot more work to pay the overhead and, or you have to charge a lot more for that work for people to come there. And so if the, when the question is asked, can you be successful in a home studio? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Depending on the type of studio in your home. Do you need a commercial space? No. Um, would it benefit you as a, in a commercial space? It really depends on your situation. Um, most studios are closing down today, not opening up. And so again, the only time that I would say being in a commercial space is really maybe more of a necessity is again, if you're going to be a tracking studio, if you're going to have bands and you want to have several isolation rooms and, you know, those kinds of things. And if you really want to deck it out and make it really cool and a really cool vibe. So a lot of artists want to come work there. That's a wonderful thing. But then you got to charge a lot more and that thing has to be full. You know, you have to, you can't have that room empty 
for very long, right? And that kind of comes back down to, well, where do you physically live? Do you have that kind of clientele to get it to, to support a commercial space? All those things have to be considered. But once again, being in a home studio isn't the way it was 10 years ago where being in a home studio was looked down upon, not anymore. Um, and as we move forward, it's going to be more and more commonplace. So I would say, unless you really, really need to, I would stay at home with the low overhead as long as you humanly possible because it gives you more flexibility on your, on your rates and what you need to charge and how hard and how often you want to work. So that's what I would, uh, that's what I would say. Okay. So I hope that answers your question. Last question for this week, and then we'll do a part two. Um, I get a question that's uh, very similar to Dave. How do you get so much work? I am struggling to stay, to stay busy. You know, people say to me all the time, because I am very busy. I'm, I'm working, like I said a few minutes ago, I'm working seven days a week if I want to. I could work nonstop if I wanted to. I have that much work. Um, how do you, and, and other people will say, you know, they're struggling to stay busy. How do I stay so busy? Well, you also got to remember too, again, I'll go right back to your business strategy. So what, you know, home recording made easy and what I do here is the main part of what I do. It's the main bread and butter of my business, but it's only one revenue stream out of about 11 other revenue streams that I have. I do a lot of other things outside of what you guys see on the YouTube channel and what you hear here on the podcast in my training courses. Um, I also write music for television and film, so I, I have that kind of a thing. I also run a mixing membership website that you guys know, MixingMadeEasy.net. I'm also an affiliate um, for Sweetwater, where I people, you guys are so kind when you're buying studio gear to go to Sweetwater and purchase it. With my affiliate link, I get a small commission. Um, I also uh, make money, some money, not a lot, but some money on my YouTube channel in YouTube ad money when people watch my videos. I don't make a lot of money there, but I do. Um, I also do lots and lots of private one-on-one -on -one training on Zoom and Skype, and I get paid for that. And there's other things. So that's just the ones off the top of my head. But I have a whole spreadsheet of all the different revenue streams I have, and they all add up to making little piles of money that add up to one larger pile of money. And so not, not all those revenue streams are busy all the time. And it also took me, 10, like I said earlier, about 10 years from start to finish to where I am today, and I'm never finished to build up that much work. It didn't happen all at once. Um, why someone or why you would be struggling to stay busy, again, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're just a one-trick pony and you're just, let's say, a mixing engineer and that's all you do, well, unless you have a really good reputation with a long resume of, of, uh, of, of artists that you work with, you may struggle to get work. There's a lot of people that do what you do in the mixing world. And even if you're better than most people, um, that, you know, that may not necessarily be the deciding factor unless you have a popular reputation. So you may struggle to stay busy if you're a one-trick pony or if you're a, a tracking studio and you, like we said earlier, live in an area where there's not a lot of artists. Well, you may struggle to stay busy. Um, and even if you picked up that studio, moved to, say, Nashville or Los Angeles, you'd be around a lot more artists, but then you know what else you're around? A lot more of your competition. You go to Nashville, there's, you know, in, in a one square mile radius, you know, there's a hundred studios, commercial and home studios, as we talked about a second ago. So you have a lot more competition. Doesn't mean there's a lot more, there's a lot more um, musicians and artists looking for your, for your kind of services, but you're also competing with a lot of other people. You become a smaller fish in a bigger pond, as opposed to being a big fish in a small pond. 
So, you know, how do I get so much work? I've been working at it really hard. And as I said in the very, very beginning, tip number one or question number one, how do I know if I'm ready? One of the traits that I think you need to know whether you're ready for this kind of business is are you focused? Are you driven? And are you disciplined? And I feel and I like to think that I'm all three of those things. And I worked really, really hard over the last eight to 10 years to get to the point where I'm busy all the time. And I actually turn away some work because I'm so busy. And that's a great place to be. And I'm blessed, sure. And I'm lucky. I, you know, lucky, I would say, uh, I wouldn't say that it's luck, it's earned. <laughs> None of this stuff happens by accident and it won't happen by accident for you. Hard work, dedication, discipline, and focus will create opportunities for you. Um, and so that's why I'm busy. And you could be that too, if you're, if you're willing to put the work in. So, um, I hope that makes sense to you. And again, I want to thank everyone for listening. Again, this was part one. I have about another half a dozen questions that we'll do maybe in a part two and a part three. So thank you so much for listening. And as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I want to give you guys a couple of free gifts. So if you're someone that's new here and you, you stumbled upon this podcast, welcome to our family here at Home Recording Made Easy. I want you to head out to homerecordingmadeeasy.com. I want to give you a free mixing course worth 50 bucks. It's my gift to you just for visiting Home Recording Made Easy easy.com. And once you take that course, if you'd like some additional um, courses on my website, my more paid training stuff, I want to give you a discount on that. So you could try out one of the paid training courses as well. If you use the coupon code podcast 30, that's podcast three zero, put that in a checkout. It will take 30% off any one of my training courses. Again, I just want to help you out. want to get you the training that you need and get you to check out some of the courses. And if you like them, then that would be wonderful. And I want you to send me an email and let me know how you do like the courses. Okay. So until next week, I've been Dave with homerecordingmadeeasy.com, mixingmadeeasy.net. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, and give me a five-star review if you'd be so kind. And I will talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>